This episode of The Latest is brought to you by a new sponsor, latestpod.com. It's the only website on the internet dedicated to The Latest, and, more likely than not, will remain the only website on the internet dedicated to The Latest. Latestpod.com. Enjoy the show. It's Thursday, April 2. I'm Greg Ott. This is the latest. Workers for some of the biggest delivery companies are walking out on the job. As many as 200,000 Instacart workers could instantly be off the front lines. Instead of walking out, Whole Foods workers are calling in sick today to demand better protections. Those voices are discussing retail, warehouse, and gig workers who are risking their safety during a global pandemic to distribute crucial essentials like Lemon LaCroix, Xbox games, and Domino's Pizza. Online or offline, workers interacting with the public are taking this global health threat as seriously as possible, like a diligent Best Buy blue shirt who carries a penknife on Black Friday. This Monday, Instacart workers went on strike to demand access to benefits, like paid sick leave and hazard pay of $5 per order, which would make up for the tip you originally left but removed two days after the groceries were delivered. At Whole Foods, employees staged a global sick-out to demand that stores shut down in the event that an employee tests positive for the virus, or, worse, consumes something that's not organic or grass-fed. And in New York, Amazon workers walked off the job to demand the deep cleaning of a fulfillment center in Staten Island, which would mark the first time any portion of Staten Island has been sanitized. Now, that's not to say that corporations like these are completely leaving their employees out to dry. Amazon established a $25 million fund where contractors can apply for an individual grant of up to $5,000, turning its network of couriers into grad students competing to finance plays that nobody wants to watch. For those diagnosed with COVID-19, Uber is offering drivers up to 14 days of financial assistance, a program funded by cashing in its strategic reserve of phones left in back seats. And to ensure all workers are healthy, Walmart will begin conducting mandatory temperature checks, sending home anyone that clocks in above 100. It's a drastic shift in policy, especially considering the person greeting you at Walmart is well over 100. I've complained about things like the gig economy before, but I'm not trying to trash businesses' response to this pandemic, even though it's pretty easy to do. For example, weeks ago, the White House claimed that stores like Target and Walmart were opening drive-through COVID-19 testing centers. But out of a combined 30,000 retail locations throughout the country, only five testing centers have emerged. It's like they're taking their cues from the Tickle Me Elmo craze. They say they're available, but good luck tracking one down. And despite the closure of non-essential businesses, Hobby Lobby is defying orders and reopening retail locations because its CEO believes that God will guide us through this storm, even though our creator seems to be relying on the autopilot found in the 737 MAX. My point is that we shouldn't have to depend on the generosity of these businesses to provide basic needs to the workforce. The USA practically stands alone as a country without nationwide policies for paid time off, health insurance, or restrictions on playing the song Love Shack in public spaces. It's nice that the $2 trillion coronavirus stimulus bill will extend unemployment benefits to gig workers. But what happens the next time a Lyft driver can't find work and there isn't a global pandemic to blame? This virus is revealing a lot about people right now, mostly based on teleconferences that nobody bothers to paint or wallpaper their homes anymore. 
But when this event eventually subsides, and people stop singing Bon Jovi from their balconies to scare away the bats, I hope people don't forget that strange, weird time when it was actually kind of trendy to lend others a helping hand. And now it's time for the OJ Simpson Twitter update. Hey Twitter world. Hey Twitter world. Hey, hey Twitter, Twitter world. This is me, yours truly. Yours truly. My guest today is Shanya Khan Voidis, PhD, who works in the clinical research industry and holds a doctorate in immunology. Shanya, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. On Monday, OJ urged viewers to put their faith in public health officials. Hey, Twitter world, yours truly. Well, I, like most of you, just been trying to stay out of harm's way, try to stay healthy. My best to all those that are out there suffering, all you uh, healthcare workers, my best to you. Continue success. Don't listen to the politicians. Only listen to the doctors and the scientists. I'm just saying. Shania, what do you think about what OJ had to say? What he tweeted actually makes a lot of sense. Right now, the way politicians are using vocabulary as it has to do with what's going on in the world, they're definitely messing it up. Let's take a step back and truly figure out what it is that we're talking about. COVID-19 is a disease that is caused by SARS-CoV-2. What is SARS-CoV-2? Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome Coronavirus 2. The flu and COVID-19 are not the same. Influenza is a virus that causes the disease flu. SARS-CoV-2 is a virus that causes the disease COVID-19. With influenza, there's already a developed vaccine, so that's kind of priming your immune system to kind of get ready if, in fact, you were to get infected with influenza. Unfortunately, right now, it's in the works, but there's no vaccine available for the SARS-CoV-2 virus and the disease that it causes COVID-19. The reason we're socially distancing ourselves is because with SARS-CoV-2, you can get infected with that virus and not exhibit symptoms of COVID-19 disease until many days later. If you're interacting with individuals and you're coughing and you're sneezing, unfortunately, those respiratory droplets are going on to the people that you're interacting with, and therefore, you have the potential of infecting them. Preclinical research studies are being conducted daily, and the more information that is released in the public domain, the more other individuals who are constantly thinking about this, the scientists, it's giving them ideas. If you understand the interaction between the virus and the human host cell, the more you know about it, the more therapeutic targets can be identified. OJ makes a good point that listen to the medical and scientific professionals, clinical research, Preclinical research, it's ever-changing, it's ever-growing, and the more you learn about something, the better it is when it comes to targeting and preventing and curing the disease. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about OJ? He's a murderer. That's this week's OJ Simpson Twitter update. Shanya, thanks for joining me. Thanks again. And that's the latest, written, recorded, produced by Greg Ott, OJ Simpson Twitter update, produced by Christy Forsh. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Castro, other weird apps. I don't know who's using these things, but they're out there. At underscore Greg Ott on Twitter. Yeah, right. Latestpod.com if you want to read these episodes instead of uh, listen to them. See you soon. And by see you soon, I mean hear you soon. And by hear you soon, I mean you will be hearing me soon. And by me... Oh, I hit the printer. 